Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I am so glad you're here. My guest today is a powerhouse female entrepreneur, host of the Passionista podcast and empowerment coach. And she really helps women just rise and turn their passions into tangible businesses. I've been following her as a voyeur on Instagram for about a year and a half now. And I think you're going to love everything that she has to say. So please welcome Lindsay Nadler to the show. Welcome, Lindsay. Awesome. Hey, Sam. I am so excited to be here. I am so pumped. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time coming for me. And I just am super excited that you're here. You have so much wisdom to share that we're not even going to be able to get to a fraction of it today, but it's going to be <laughs> a really great show. And we tried to pick a few things that I think are really important for just right now at the times that we're in. So um, before we jump into the interview, will you just tell a little bit about you? Yeah. So I um, live here in Idaho with my husband, Rich. I am an entrepreneur, entrepreneur at heart. Um, We recently moved here. You know, my story is, I don't know if you want my whole life story or what, but you know, (laughs) we recently moved here chasing a dream that was 10 years in the making. You know, I got my start in entrepreneurship, um, coming out of a season of being a police officer. I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. I thought I was going to be like a, uh, a CIA agent or like a really sexy assassin. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was a a police officer and I quickly realized that, you know, this entrepreneur at heart, free thinking, feminist probably wasn't going to do great in a male dominated paramilitary civil service organization. And so I got my teeth cut in entrepreneurship, uh, you know, more than 10 years ago with a network marketing company. And um, that led me to do some, some other things It led me to start coaching women and, you know, everything is for us. And, you know, here I sit today, you know, in the middle of, you know, a dream that we've been chasing after forever, uh, you know, which is 100% um, a reality because I chose to do work that I loved. I chose to make the leap. I chose to say yes to, you know, 100% radical responsibility and growth. And, um, and so, you know, 10 years later, here we are in a dream home in a beautiful place. We left our small town from in, in Louisiana where we were born and raised and, and took the leap to go on, you know, an adventure in a totally new place together. And so, you know, the work that we, the work that I do with women, coaching them to figure out what makes their passion, you know, what, what makes them come alive so they can make their passion pay them. Um, I feel like is so important, especially right now. And, you know, it's, it's been a journey, but here we are. So that's a little bit about me. Oh in a nutshell. I, and I actually have so many questions about some of those things. Um, so I want to dig into yeah. a few of those aspects. Yeah, let's get into it. On. Um, and before we do, I just want everyone to know, I mean, one of the things that I, so I'm fairly new to social media. I started about a year and a half ago when I started this podcast um, and started on my, what I didn't even really know at the time was going to be an entrepreneurial journey. It was sort of just a creative yeah. outlet. 
And I, you were one of the very first people that I found on Instagram and started following. And part of, I was very intrigued by you, all, all the content that you put out. Um, and one <laughs> of the reasons is that you, you first of all have really beautiful, um, a really beautiful outlook, I think, on the mix of self-care and hard work. Um, you're very yeah. bold on social media and what you put out there. And I, it's one of those funny tensions inside of me because I'm a pleaser. So I was yeah. immediately drawn to your content and I'm like, oh my gosh, but it also scared me. Like you speak like such bold. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just say it yeah. like whatever you're feeling and thinking. And mm -hmm. so many things have really brought me a really healthy level of questioning and conviction for myself around like, okay, like I really, this is really making me think deeply about money, about, um, mm -hmm. how I talk about my faith, you know, about, um, my business and, one of the mantras that you have that like really hit me hard was around um, money and treating my business, which this yeah. is as a hobby instead of a business. And that was a real wake up call for me. So um, I just want to, before we start with my million questions for you, I just want everyone to know that there's, um, there's so much value in finding a voice who is encouraging, but truthful. It's not just all yeah. sunshine and roses and think positively. You actually put a huge focus on, you actually have to make the choice and do the work. And anyway, I, it's what I gravitated towards and it's why I can't get enough of it. I love it. And also it makes me uncomfortable in a really good way. So, <laughs> so thank you so much for that. You know, my clients always tell me, they're like, I have, I come to you because you are like, I need, I need an ass kicker. I need yeah. a big this that's going to real talk me and tell me the truth. You know? So it's like, um, you know, I am, I, I am a truth teller. I do my best to do it in yeah. love. My delivery is not always the, the greatest, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's my jam. I know I'm doing my job when yeah. you're saying that. So, so I, I love it. it. It's so, it's so good. So um, one of the first things I want to just talk a little bit more about is the fact that you were a police officer. And when I yeah. heard your whole story, so I listened to your podcast where you basically tell your whole story um, yeah. up to now, and it just was so interesting to me. It, it's such an interesting background. So mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of questions. One, like, why, what is it in you? You come across as so confident and strong. And so is that something you feel like mm. you were born with, or is that something that you actually have had to fight a lot of resistance and adversity? Um, because as a female who now I know is such a lover of women and an empowerment coach, mm -hmm. like thinking about you as a police officer, I can totally see it because of your boldness but yeah. I also, it's just such an interesting choice. So will you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you know, back in those days when I was a police officer, you probably would have thought I was super confident, mm -hmm. but what I really was looking back was super arrogant and yeah. super, um, had a ton of walls up, you know, Sam, I grew up in a really, um, dysfunctional, physically abusive, verbal abusive home. 
And I was also raised by a man. I was not raised by my, my mother passed away, you know, at, when I was nine years old after a horrific battle with breast cancer. So I've kind of been this self-sufficient adult since the <laughs> age of 10 and I've had to fight for everything and I've had to, you know, literally like survive. And so I think a lot of that in the beginning was just me like protection, you know, mm-hmm. and where a lot of people would have thought, oh, wow, she's fearless. Oh, wow, she's, she's so confident. You know, 100% my worth was in my performance, was in how big and bad I could be and, you know, how I could achieve anything, how I could, you know, save the world, all of this stuff. And it wasn't until you know, to be quite, you know, to be totally transparent and honest, I came into a relationship with God and, you know, found, found myself at the end of myself going, wow, like (laughs) everything that I have is, is because of, of, of of God is because of you. And, you know, I had this divine encounter at like 2am in my bedroom where I don't know, it just was, you know, just overcome, you know, with the love of God and everything kind of changed since then. And, you know, for me, confidence means that I am 100% a child of God and I don't have anything to prove. You know, I look back on so much of my life and it was so much about proving, proving myself, proving my worth, proving that I'm strong, proving that I'm capable, proving that I can do it, proving I can be the best you know, going back to, you know, my athletic career and just always, right, like striving to survive, striving to prove myself. And when I realized that I am 100% worthy because I'm a human, period, like I don't have anything to prove, that's when you can really move through your life from a place of rest and this relaxed intensity of I am, I've been gifted and equipped and called with everything that I need. And so I don't think that, I think some people are born probably a little bit naturally, you know, confident just by personality. But I think true confidence is this inner rest and this inner knowing of who you are 100% and that you don't have a you don't have anything to prove. Can I cuss on the show? I don't know if I can. I can't. Oh, you know what? We can't because it's like, <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. Guys. But like, you don't have anything to prove. And I think confidence is, I say, I say this all the time, you know, confidence is a skill set and it's an identity. It's something that you know who you are, but then it's also something that you practice. You know, we become confident when we rest in who we're created to be. And then when we practice confident thoughts, we practice living in a confident way. And so, you know, that, that's my take on the whole confidence issue. It's what I teach all my clients. It's what I, you know, what I live and buy, live and die by that confidence is your superpower in your business. It's everything. It's, it's the, it's the reason why people are going to buy from you and the reason why they're going to, you know, why they're going to choose to work with you and the reason why they're not, you know, people hire confident people. They buy from confident people. They want to date confident people if they're a healthy person, (laughs) you know? So yeah, I I think that that's what confidence means, uh, means for me. I love the phrase that you just said, relaxed intensity. Yeah. I could, yeah. Because though, like separately, those two terms can be at odds. Those two words can be at odds. Mm-hmm. And I really love how you brought them together. Um, I think that the confidence thing is so interesting because what I love about what you instill in your clients and just, just even just the content that you put out there is that there is a 
like I said, you speak hard truth. Like you speak the truth, you call us out, um, you challenge thoughts and ideas that we have. And yet I think there's also a gentleness in you that is really, um, really lovely. And so I think that that, that confidence piece, one of the things that I've always struggled with and we talk about on the show is, you know, the show's really rooted around this idea of, um, imperfection and Mm -hmm. embracing imperfection and we are enough, um, and also compassion and compassion in the world, but, but really starting with compassion for ourselves. And so it's been interesting for me. I always say that starting this podcast, it has been cathartic and therapeutic for me because there are things that I've placed confidence in, like I can outwork like mm-hmm. I can outwork, I can um, yeah. get promoted, I can make a lot of things happen. Yeah. And when I started to really push myself out of my comfort zone, um, and I felt this like anxiety, and I'd go, I dip down into fear, and mm-hmm. then watching the transformation in myself over the last eighteen months, and um, I also feel like God is sort of like, it's like He peels off a layer. And I go, okay, now I'm not scared to do a podcast, right? Like now I'm not scared to do a podcast where before I was scared to do a podcast. Um, And then it's, but it's a, it's a constant um, refinement. It's like a constant, like sort of revealing to me the different areas that I'm still not confident in, that Mm -hmm. I'm still not believing that I'm whole in. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is really hard work. Yeah. And you know, I always say that entrepreneurship is personal growth with a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your business and, and everything that you want is on the other side of, of your growth. And mm-hmm. I, I often think sometimes Sam that, you know, we choose entrepreneurship kind of like subconsciously mm-hmm. as a growth tool to heal ourselves, <laughs> to heal our wounds. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, there's nothing like entrepreneurship that's going to put that mirror right up to your face and say, Oh, Hey, <laughs> Oh, hey, we still got, we, we're, we're working on this. And it's not this idea. Cause I think sometimes people hear this and they're like, wow, that sounds exhausting. Like, why would I ever sign up for that? You know, but like we do, and it's not about like become a better version of yourself, like be the best you. I believe that we already are that inside. Mm-hmm. We just have to let it out. We've learned yeah. all of these coping mechanisms and these survival patterns and these these ways that we've kept ourselves small because of societal narratives and life circumstances and other things. And so it's like, we have all of these layers that we've covered up. It's kind of like, I get this analogy, like we've just been putting on more and more sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when we enter into this world of entrepreneurship, it's like, okay, time to take that one off. Time yeah. to take that one off. Time to take that one off, you know, so that we can be, be freer and show who we really are because that's what this is about. You know, when you let your true self be seen, flaws and all, boldness and all, opinions and all, that's when you give other people permission to do the same thing. We need women right now rising in their most authentic self, you mm-hmm. know, and going through the journey and, and saying, this is, this is who I am. I'm wild. I'm raw. I'm untamed. I've got all of this stuff that I'm still working out. And I'm still showing up mm-hmm. and I'm still leading. So I'm proud of your growth too. Oh, Keep thank on, you. Sis. And that's exactly what you just said. The, and I'm still like, yeah. that is something that I think 
women, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the show, but I think that's an area where we can really hold ourselves back because it's like, I have all these ideas like, well, I really want to do that after I hit this benchmark after like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And, um, I think this idea of we can be imperfect and still add value along the way is so important because it's through, at least for me, it's been through trusting and taking each of those little incremental steps that have actually helped me grow in confidence. And Mm -hmm. I know, like I said, like I have some, some things that I do, some um, strategies, if you will, in life that have taken me far. I can work really hard. Like I'm like, oh no, I can, I can pretty much force anything to happen, which actually now in my forties has me like sufficiently scared of myself and my own decision making. (laughs) So that's where I'm like, that's where my faith comes in. Right. So I'm my, my commitment right now is like, okay, I don't want to do anything by force. I want Mm -hmm. to do it in this relaxed intensity. I love that you said that. Right. And I want to, um, I've, I've just made a commitment. I'm like, okay, God, you put, I will be a woman of action please just put the action in front of me because I'm just just scared of my own, you know, I I don't want this to be enforced. I want it to be a really beautiful Mm -hmm. um, process, you know, in the right timing. Yeah. But if I start to, but I can force things to go faster and I can force them to stop. And that's Mm -hmm. usually like what will happen is that if, when things get hard, I, and I don't feel like I can see the future and I'm not comfortable with it. I kind of get that like, um, well, I'm just going to take my ball and go home. Yeah. Right. And do something else that I already know I'm good at. Yeah. We're creatures of comfort, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a question. My last question before we get into some of the work that you do now is, so you mentioned that you moved across the country. Yeah. I mean, you basically, I watched the story on Instagram. You basically like completely changed your life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people actually wish for that, like want to do that, feel mm-hmm. like on, on the edge of that, especially right now with everything, the world sort of being on its head. Yeah. Um, so I have to ask, we've talked a lot about confidence when you made the decision one to be an entrepreneur and two to move across the country to unknown lands to you. Yeah. <laughs> were you scared? No. <laughs> did you feel excited and confident? Yes, I did. And I know that I know that that's going to be people will be like, "What? You know, are you serious?" Like this was a dream. Like we didn't just like up and do it. Like we mm-hmm. have been going after this dream for 10 years, you know, ever since we got, you know, Rich and I, my husband ever since we got married and I did a whole podcast episode kind of, you know, on our, on our emotional take from this, you know, we were, I was so ready. I was so excited and kind of going like back to what you said, you know, it's all about timing. You know, I probably could have forced this thing to happen, you know, us moving across the country and going on an adventure and, you know, having the thing that I wanted, right. Then I kind of, I could have forced it to happen way sooner. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I really could have, but the timing and the season was so perfect. And, you know, God really brought all of, brought all of that together. And I I wasn't afraid. I was so excited. I was so ready. However, I will say there is something that happens. um, And I touch on this on the podcast episode, when you achieve a dream, 
there's kind of some residual, there's some residual after effects to that, that I don't think a lot of people talk about, you know, it took me a good one to two months, you know, up here, just adjusting emotionally. Mm -hmm. And it's this crazy thing that happens, Sam, and I'm sure other people have experienced this in other areas of, of their life, especially when we've gone through trauma or especially when we're so used to, um, maybe like chaos or just the ball always dropping, you almost feel like this is too good to be true. <laughs> or like what's going to happen next? Like is, is some disaster going to take it away? Or you almost start to get anxiety over, you know, like, is this real? Is this like real? How good things are. How good thing can things really yeah. be? Like we are not conditioned mm -hmm. to believe that. And as much as we preach and want to put up Instagram posts and, you know, talk about, you know, God is good. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we believe in God and we trust God and, you know, he's, you know, all the things we don't really believe that. <laughs> in the We're like, okay, but I want control. I still want yeah, control. Like we really yeah. don't. And I think that it is so, you know, so much about, you know, things can be better than you could possibly imagine, you know, not always easy for sure, but you can have the life that you desire. And, you know, it's like God's love is just like, I mean, is lavish. And it's like, I talk, I talk about this a lot with my clients. I'm like, if, if you're not experiencing this and it, it, it doesn't always, it's not, it doesn't come, you know, my heart, Sam does. It's not always, it's not about a house. It's not about all, you know, all the stuff, you know, that can be an expression of it sometimes because I believe that God is like, Hey, you know, this is your desire. Put this desire in your heart. Why wouldn't I want to lavish my, my sons and daughters with good gifts? But, you know, um, so oftentimes when we're not experiencing this, it's because we are not allowing ourselves to receive. Mm. And so I teach my clients a lot. I say, where you are right now is perfect, is perfect. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with where you are. You are where you are because of choices, because of it is what it is. But where you go next is 100% determined by what you are willing to release and then what you are willing to receive. And as women, we, we have a hard time with the receiving factor. Just like you said, Sam, I can work. I can work real hard. I know I can prove, I can prove my hustle. You know, I can show that, you know, I'm deserving because I can work or I can make it happen or, you know, whatever. When it's like, I think so often it's like, Hey, you know, you, yeah, like you, you've done the work. Now, can you just allow yourself to receive? Mm -hmm. Can you receive, you know, what is there for you? And oftentimes we block things from happening in our lives just because we're not willing to receive the good. You know, we don't know what to do with that. I don't know if that makes sense. Or oh my not. gosh, it makes so much sense. And on that note, I'm going to lead us out for a break, but that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a really quick break. We will be right back. You are listening to the Imperfection Wins Show on KKNW 1150. Okay, everyone, I want to talk about one of my favorite local small businesses, Plant Life Meals. Plant Life Meals serves fresh, never frozen, delicious, and ready-to-eat plant-based meals to our community. I've been ordering from them for about six weeks now, and I'm telling you, the food is great. And it's been so helpful for me to have a healthy, high protein meal ready to go for lunch or really any meal. 
My favorite has to be the lasagna and those little protein bites are the perfect treat to keep my sweet tooth tamed. And did you know that eating more plant-based foods is one of the best ways we can have a positive impact on the environment? The owners, Liz and David, are building this business straight from their hearts and making a big impact on our community, one meal at a time. Please go check out plantlifemeals.com and try it out. You will feel great, not only about what you're putting in your body and how you're helping our community, but also what you're doing for our environment. So let's help this small business rise up during this time of struggle. Again, that's plantlifemeals.com. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I am here today with Lindsay Nadler, empowerment coach, entrepreneur, and amazing and encouraging force for women. So we have been having such a beautiful conversation. I feel actually like I'm getting a like personal coaching session in front of everyone right now. <laughs> so thank you so much for dropping all of this wisdom. It's so fun for me. Um, and I really want to talk about like more specifically how you work with women. So I know yeah. that you have a few courses that you offer and um, I think you do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, but yeah. will you just talk about some of those different courses and mm -hmm. what kind of transformations maybe do you see, but let's start with just what you offer and how you work with women. Yeah. So I specialize in helping women own their CEO power, step confidently into that and build online businesses doing what they love. So it's all about, you know, making your passion pay you. So most people get started working with me inside the Passion to Profit Business Academy, which is where I show people how to turn their idea, their side hustle, their love, their passion, or maybe it's an existing business that they're already doing one-on-one and turn it into an online business. And there's some solid foundations you know, that we teach in that, that, you know, so many you know, women especially struggle with like showing up and being their real self on social media and, you know, leading and being an authority in their industry and putting all of that together, creating sales funnel, creating an email list, creating their first digital product and offer, which, you know, right now, you know, my clients are just, you know, they've been coming to me just like with tears and just mm -hmm. so grateful because they have this other, they have this stream of income that they can work from anywhere and it doesn't matter about social distancing. And, you know, it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, like I cannot imagine if I hadn't, if I wouldn't have done this work. Um, so that's inside the Passion to Profit Business Academy. And, you know, women come away from that course having a proven offer that they can tweak, rinse and repeat and continue to sell and make impact over and over again. You know, it's like, this doesn't have to be hard. I think a lot of people make online business. They, they think it's some like magical, <laughs> scary, hard techie thing. And it's really not. So we, we take something that people really overcomplicate and put a simple foundation in place for that. So that's PPBA, the Passion and Profit Business Can Academy. Can I ask you one quick question about that? So, yeah. so your clients that take that, um, do you have clients, because a lot of the women that I know that are either like right on the edge of jumping into being an entrepreneur, some of them yeah. are sort of in the messy middle of it. Some of them are like me where I have a full-time day job and then I have this side hustle. So in terms of commitment and time, like, do you have women that are able to 
explore and do this passion to profit business Academy at, and, you know, yes. have full-time jobs and, and care for the other aspects of their life while they're trying to grow this business. Yes, absolutely. You know, we've had women that work corporate nine to fives, but they have this passion, you know, they're like, they, they want to retire early. They're like, I don't want to do this forever. This is sucking the life out of me. You know, we have stay at home moms that are in that messy middle that are trying to juggle a lot of stuff. We have all three of those women that you mentioned are able to come in. And the great thing about it is, is that they have lifetime access to the course and they get so much feedback and they get so much support in that for wherever they are, which a lot of my clients say is really lacking right now in the coaching industry. Like when people buy courses or education stuff, they just feel like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like they just are kind of blind. Like they don't know. They're like, is this, is this it? You know, right, it's not like tangible. Yeah. There's no yeah. feedback. There's no real talk. There's no, um, you know, so real like, in, you know, intimate support and guidance. And so we put that inside of PPBA for sure. That is so, and how long is that program and, and how many times a year do you offer it? Or is so, it constant? Yeah. So we typically only offer it twice a year and it's a 90 day program, but <laughs> hello COVID. And so now it's open all the time. <laughs> so we did that because we know that women are desperate and so many people are like, whoop, okay, this is now top priority. And so it's now open all the time. Um, we have reduced the pricing so that even more women um, can get in during this time and, and make their passion pay them and figure out another revenue stream. You know, it's crazy. One of my clients was um, a wedding planner or she is a wedding planner and event designer. And you know, when she first started working with me, you know, her main goal was to get her social media content, like her online content, just like have a clear strategy with that. Because in her brain, she's thinking, I mean, like the wedding industry, like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's recession proof. Like everybody's yeah. getting married, you know, like that's always, I'm always going to have a thing, but hello you know, enter COVID where yes. you're not allowed to have weddings. You're not allowed to have gatherings. And so, you know, she was blown away that the work that we did, that she was able to turn around, create an online membership for brides. How genius mm. is this? So they can DIY their own weddings where she's teaching them how to do essentially what she does on their own. I mean, and so because of that work that she learned, she was able to quickly pivot and create this offer and have revenue streams coming in all of the time. And, and it's like, so there's so many stories like this, Sam, where women, like the light bulb is going off. Mm. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> you know, because the reality is, is as an entrepreneur, you should be thinking about a way to replace yourself. You know, even if you do love this, you've got to, you know, you've got to get out of the mindset of I'm the technician working in my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the one going and doing this stuff versus I'm the CEO of a company. I'm working on my business and I'm duplicating myself and essentially franchising myself, if mm -hmm. that makes sense at all. And so, yeah, I, I love that story because I think so many people have gotten so limited to, you know, for example, like whatever their passion is, you know, hers was wedding design and wedding planet, or maybe your passion is um, health. And, but all you're thinking of is I want to, you know, leave my nine to five and be a personal trainer every day. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to work in order for you to do that. You're one person in a one-to-one -one model. You are going to exhaust yourself. Like you, it's just not, 
possible. It's not possible for you to earn the type of income you know, that's going to be able to sustain you um, and allow you to invest and have passive streams. And so getting people to, to really shift into CEO mindset that your business is not your baby you know, like <laughs> stop coddling this thing, you know, and treat this like a business and it 100% can still be fun and amazing and light you up, but we've got to step into our CEO power in that respect. I love it. Oh my gosh. You were just preaching so good. Um, okay. So that's, that is passion to profit business academy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Walk me through the next, the next thing. Yeah. So there's two other things. I have my boss moves mentorship, which is 100% this confident mindset, how to think like a CEO um, framework that I teach. I have a framework called the three P framework where I walk women through the mindset and the inner fortitude that it takes to lead, you know, where it takes to show up, where it takes to manage your team and to start thinking like this leader that I'm talking about. So the Boss Moves Mentorship is a six-week program that walks you through that. And man, it's like the foundation, in my opinion, because what I have found is that, you know, and this is, I created the 3P framework after working with so many clients and realizing that, okay, you know, <laughs> I can teach this person strategy. I can teach this person how to grow an email list. I'm literally giving them content calendars and talking to them about their brand and what to post. But if they don't understand this confidence piece, you know, if they don't understand that not only are they worthy and enough, like that's, that's a, that's a baseline. I think so many women are constantly doubting, am I enough? Am I enough? And that's all we get preached at at, at conferences and, and everywhere. And it's like, we are having the wrong conversation. <laughs> You're enough. That's baseline. We need to move on. You are powerful. And the issue is you are afraid of your power. You are afraid of what is inside of you. You don't know how to manage that. And no one has taught you how to manage your power. No one has taught you how to walk into a room and own it because we've always been taught to play small and to be pleasing and to have manners and to make sure you don't offend anyone. And, you know, all of the things that you know, historically women have struggled with, you know, in the past, you know, and women were persecuted, mm -hmm. you know, for, for, for having a voice. And so it's really helping women understand their power and manage it. That is the, the main premise of Boss Moves. And I think for every woman listening that I would want you to know is that you have got to change the conversation around yourself. So many women waste so much of their time and their life doubting their enoughness and their worthiness. And I say this with the most love in my heart, big sis, real talk. That is a conversation that we have as adolescents. You are a grown woman. You're a grown woman. When we step into womanhood and adulthood, which it is going to take a grown woman to run the business that you're called to run, you've got to step into the next level. And that just is what it is. I realize we have all, we've all gone through trauma. Well, there are a whole lot of reasons that that is woundedness from the past, that, that a lot of that is stunted in us. But I'm here to talk to people that want to be CEOs and want to chase after their dream. And if you want to do that, you have got to learn how to manage your power. You are powerful. And for most women, power is a very scary word. It's a word that's dangerous. It's a word that's been used against them. Kind of like money. 
you know, yeah. people have, people have lots of, you know, you know, money means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Well, power and women, whoa, you know, nothing else gets, start stirring the pot, <laughs> especially in our own hearts, you know, now more than ever, women, you know, are, are empowered more than ever. You know, we have found our way to the table, the proverbial table, but the reality is, is we don't know what to do once we get there. And there's a lot of fear of who we'll, of who will become and what powerful women really are and what they look like and what will happen. And so boss moves really uncovers all of that. And what women see when they go through this, is just amazing. Like some of the women will say, wow, I, I, I spoke up for the first time ever in a meeting. Uh, wow, I, I outed myself online and I showed who I really was and what I really felt. Or, wow, you know, I finally decided on my pricing and I didn't sell my, myself short and I charged what I needed to charge for this. And so the testimonials for that go on and on and on because when you understand your power, man, it's like, are you serious? Like, you're afraid of posting that? <laughs> like, like the fear issue, you know, kind of just is... It, it, it's not as big of a deal at all. So that's, that's the other way. And then there's a VIP group for that for sure. So. Oh my gosh. I love that. I actually feel like I'm sweating because <laughs> so, what you're saying about power is like, sauna. yeah, yeah I'm a little, I'm a little sweaty over here. Um, no, but honestly, <laughs> because it's so I, as you're talking, I can, I could give so many examples over, over my lifetime, but specifically over the last 18 months, since I have been on this, you know, entrepreneur journey yeah. um, where I have done exactly what you're saying. I am, um, like spinning around wondering, thinking that I'm not enough or trying to navigate and figure out how I can become enough and I'm afraid and very, um, I'm monitoring myself on social media. I'm, you know, all of the things that you're talking about, I'm like, yeah. And I, I'm sort of hanging on to not, not now I've sort of let this go, but I was hanging on to controlling my business, um, yeah. by treating it like a hobby and actually using the phrase, like I actually, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. And so I, if I told you how much I've spent on this business mm -hmm. and that was the real wake up call for me was actually listening to you and then going, Oh my gosh, I'm treating this thing that actually is my heart work. I'm treating yeah. it very haphazardly. I'm yeah. treating it. I'm throwing money at it mm -hmm. and I am treating it like a very expensive hobby yeah. and I'm not asking for literally anything in return. Yeah. I'm getting lots of love and, mm -hmm. you know, compassion from other people and yeah. I'm getting that in return, but I'm literally not getting, I'm losing money. Yeah. On this. And mm -hmm. part of it was a big discussion I had to have with myself around. It's actually my heart work and it's okay for me to make money on my heart work. I don't just have to make money in my day job. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. everything you're saying, I, so would you say that women, um, generally start with boss moves and then they go passion to profit business Academy or vice versa, or does it even matter? It doesn't even matter. It's okay. like, what is, what is the most important to you right yeah. now? Yeah. You know, 
it's like, I, I personally feel like most people need to start with boss moves. Mm -hmm. However, like if they are like, I've got to get something set up and get rolling right away, as far as the tangible foundations that they're probably going to need to, to do PPVA. Okay. For sure. But I love what you said, Samantha. And I want to, I want to like, if I can, (laughs) <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> like I've got to like, school me. Go. I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, it's so interesting. You know, the whole, the whole, um, phrase that you said, you know, saying it's not about the money. And so many of us have said that. And I've said that before. And here's what I want you to understand. When you say that you literally repel money from yourself because our words matter. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Your word, and this is science, not woo. This is literally science. So don't send me a nasty message. You know, <laughs> your words have a, have a literal vibration to them that changes things. There was this, an experiment. I can't remember his name. The scientist from, J- from Japan, you may have heard of this, where he did experiments on water. And water that was spoken, you know, positive things to and water that was spoken negative things to. And it literally changed the crystallization of them. The, the water, um, the, the vials that were spoken positively were these beautiful, like crystal snowflakes, amazing things. And the water that was spoken death was like, ugh, you know, mold and like nasty stuff. Like guys, that's science. I didn't make that up. Okay. So when we start saying things, it's not about the money. It's not about the money because we have a belief somewhere that money is evil or women that want money are too ambitious or greedy or, you know, or your life is already great. I see a lot of women do that where they feel guilt that their life is good. I'll I'll hear a a lot of women say, well, it's like my husband makes, you know, we're, we're fine. You know, it's not like we need this. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like, as if like you can't have too much, right? That that's the belief, right? But when you say things like it's not about the money, you repel it from you. You've literally said, I am not willing to receive money. I, I you know, because you've you've let, you've drawn that line in the sand and so going back to what i said earlier what are you willing to release and what are you willing to receive and although many of us are not quote unquote money motivated we're impact motivated it's about the exchange it's about the it's about your time it's about your energy it's about you know there is something in you as a human that understands when i give and give and give there is an exchange for that and in this world it's about there it, there's a monetary exchange for my time and energy and i see so many women getting into this situation where they start to resent this thing that they said that they loved and they start to get frustrated and then they start to, this happens next. Then they start to get real bitter with people, you know, the clients and the people that they say they're called to serve, but it's not about the money, right? Well, the reality is it is about the money and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and the more that you heal that, the more that you're going to be able to allow it to come to you. I love that. I, I think that is so, I mean, actually my next question for you, and, and um, I think you've touched on some of the points is um, what do you find are, you know, in signing up for these programs, what do you find are women's biggest barriers to reaching out to you and deciding to go for it? Oh my gosh. 
about wanting to coach with me or just going after their business? Uh, Maybe both. Let's talk about both because I think there's this, um, I find, so I am an executive coach in my, um, in my career, so, but only on a corporate level. So I, I spend a lot of time and, um, I really mostly coach women in corporate settings. Um, and I find that there are like, there's a very, um, there's a mindset. It's so hard for women to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. and like decide that they're worth a coach, right? Decide that like they're worth a coach. So I just, um, I'm thinking about a lot of the female entrepreneurs that I know and in a lot of my own friends, they're smart, talented, passionate women, um, that could do really whatever they wanted to do. Um, their kids are starting to leave home and yet there's this talk track of, well, I haven't been in the workforce for this many years or I, there's this like talking out of, right. And so yeah, if I fighting for their lot, limitations. Yeah, yeah. So if I said to a lot of them, like you should sign up for this boss moves, I think they, their internal response would be something like, well, I'm not a boss. Or like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, so, so just as you coach women, what are some of the the ways that we hold ourselves back from going, it's time for me to invest in myself? Yeah, for sure. And well, you touched on all of them already. It's this, you know, well, why would I do like fighting for our limitations for sure. And then I see a lot of women, there's a lot of guilt about, um, they, they don't understand that coaching is the thing that you should never not have, you know, like some women, like I'll get response and you know me, like, I don't, I have to call it, I call a spade a spade. Some women will be like, I really want to join it, but I feel like I've already spent all of this other already. And I need to do something with that first before I invest in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, you know, you didn't take, like obviously what you spent already, like didn't, like you didn't get a result from it. And it'll be like on like tools, like things that aren't even coaching, like things that aren't even like in the trenches with you. And I'm like, people like don't understand the difference between shiny object, like, oh, I need to buy that software or, oh, I should get this cool thing or spend a ton of money on Facebook ads or, you know, a bot, which you should never do by the way, just pro tip, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, you need to get rid of all of those things and you need to, you need to invest in the thing that's actually going to help you move the needle, which is a coach to guide you along the way, which is mentorship. And so understanding the value of coaching, I think is something that we have to educate people a lot on. Um, and that coaching and having mentorship and having leaders in your life is honestly priceless. I mean, it's like, it's nuts to think about. So I think that's one of the things, you know, as far as helping people understand the value of community, the value of coaching, the value of, you know, when you get in a room or you get in a situation with somebody else who has what you want, has the true fruit that you desire, you know, all the the boats in the harbor begin to rise because we're energetic beings. It's just how it is. And people don't get that until they experience it. So that's number one. Um, but I also see a lot of women, what holds a lot of women back from taking just the leap in general in their business. And I don't know, I think maybe I'm different in this respect because just of how, what I've been through in the way that I was raised and I kind of wasn't, you know, raised by, I think a lot of this comes from our relationships with our moms 
quite honestly, of the what will people think and be a good girl and to be pleasing and you need to have manners. Well, I was raised by a man. <laughs> which, you know, like had a lot of benefits to it to where if you watch the difference between, and I'm getting to a point, I promise. If you watch the difference between young boys and young girls, you will quickly realize that young boys are encouraged to take risks, to take chances, to be brave, to jump, to explore, to go get it. While girls are often told, you know, to be pleasing and to be small and to, you know, to, to hang back a little bit. Well, I wasn't taught that. <laughs> I, I just wasn't. And so it's always been, it's always been fascinating to me to, to realize that this is literally just programming. This is just programming that women have been taught. It's not like women are born this way and boys are born this way. No, we're taught to care so much about what people think of us and about what people say. And I am telling you that need to be liked, that need to be pleasing, that need for approval is the Achilles heel, man. Uh, it's like, wow, 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 wow. And if we go back to our definition of confidence, which is I have nothing to prove and you can really rest into that, then that starts to, that starts to go away. Because if we go deeper into this whole, I, I care what other people think and I need to be liked. It's like, well, what if they don't, what are you left with? You know, who are you if you're not liked by some stranger on the internet? Who are you if people don't understand and get your dreams? Like at the end of the day, we've got to be 100% okay with ourselves and know who we are and know, um, you know, that none of that is, none of that is changing or reflected, you know, with other people. And so I think the need to be liked, what will people say or think, you know, will they, will they agree with me? Will they understand me is like the, it's the knife. <laughs> it's, it's the killer. It's the crux to chasing your dreams and building the business that you were called to. And, and I, you know, I think that, different levels, you, you come up against a, you know, another layer of that. So the more that you can let that go, the more powerful you'll become. Oh my gosh. I feel all that so hard. So good. Thank you so much for sharing You're that. Welcome. So, um, so my last question for you, and then I really want you to share with people how they can get in touch with you okay. is what advice. So this is obviously a complicated time. Um, in the mm -hmm. pandemic and, and, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of fear and anxiety swirling around. I have noticed online that you seem to have doubled down during this time on your business. You've got Ooh. a lot of content. You've got a lot of things, you know, the passion to profit business Academy. Um, so why is this the right time? For women to be not like going back into their hole, but actually to be entering into entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, how much time do you got to preach? I know. About this? We're going to run out of time. But I've got to do a whole you'll come back. <laughs> I've got to do a whole podcast episode about this. Yes. Um, two reasons. One is spiritual, one is practical. Number one, I 100% believe, and this is going to be so bold. <laughs> and some people are going to be like, really, really? I believe that right now more than ever, please understand this is the new normal. 
Stop waiting for things to go back to normal. They're never going to go back to normal. I need, I'm, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but things are no longer the same. You will not have the business. You will not have the life that you had pre COVID in some way or shape or form. We are changed forever. Okay. This is like a moment in the universe. This is a moment in time. And right now, please get this. The new economy, which we will be moving into in the next, you know, from now, the next 10 years, especially the new economy will be built upon the backs of women, of women determined to rise. Okay. That is a fact. If you look at the stats of women in small business, of women being the primary bread earners, of women making the financial decisions in their home, of women being incredible and amazing and innovative and learning how to feed their families, and also understanding that women, and they've done studies on this as well, that women, when women get the money, <laughs> which is why you need to get a good relationship with money, when women get the money, and they build businesses, they are more um, giving. They, they literally give back to their communities and make their communities a better place. It's, it's who we are innately as women to nurture and to bring the community to make our spaces, our homes, our environments, our communities beautiful and better and feed people and come up with solutions. Okay. The new economy will be built upon the backs of women and women that choose to rise right now. That's a fact. And it's a great responsibility and not everyone is up for that. And that is fine, but it is what's happening. You right now are being commissioned with an opportunity to create new jobs for people. I mean, it's not just about you. Okay. So that's like the spiritual aspect. The practical aspect is understanding what happens during a recession, which more than likely we're moving into. It's going to like we're, we're in one, okay? And when, when we are in a recession, you have to understand what's happening in the marketplace and you have to understand what is going on collectively. So what that means is while everyone else is pausing and everyone else is just chilling out and waiting for this or that, waiting for their new normal, you have the opportunity to come in and blaze a trail. It's about opportunity. It's about windows um, and understanding, you know, what, what happens in a recession. You know, if you listen to investors, if you listen to um, other people, you know, in finance and business world, there are people that are going to get super rich right now because they're buying up stocks. They're buying up things, you know, they're buying things that are, that are crashing. You know, it's that whole, that whole deal. If you can understand that as well about your business and knowing that, Unfortunately, you know, and I hate to say this, but it's just a fact is that many of many of your competitors are going to go under They're They're going to quit. It's going to kind of like, you know, the cream is going to rise to the top right now. And so there's no time like now to become an entrepreneur, especially in the online world. People are now getting they're now understanding like, whoa, okay okay, why wasn't I doing this to begin with? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so are you going to capitalize on that, you know, or not? I believe that in 10 years, I mean, who knows of even what our, our in-person businesses will even be like, you know, more and more things are, go are going to be going digital. And it's like, we're in the beginning stage. We're, we're literally on the cusp in the beginning stages of it. And it's like, are you still going to fight? You know, I tell people this all the time. Like, are you still going to fight kind of like 
to, to ride in your, your horse and buggy while everyone else is driving a Model T Ford? <laughs> like, are you still going to use a landline when everybody else has a cell phone? Like, that's where we're headed. Like, you've got to wake up, you know, and, and if you've got something that you know can create additional income for you or set your heart on fire, jump in now. I love it. Preach. <laughs> some skills. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we've got about two minutes left. Will you let people know how they can learn more about you, work with you and find you on social media? Yeah. So come hang out with me on Instagram. It's Lindsay Nadler, Lindsay with an E um, slide into my DMS. I love to meet new people. I'm on Instagram stories every day. That's the primary place that I hang out. Um, my podcast, which formerly the passionista podcast, we just changed the name like two weeks ago to the make your passion pay you podcast. Um, and those are the two best place to get tons of free content and then just come get to know me better. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here and all of your wisdom. I know that it's going to help so many people, men and women and everyone that is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like share and leave a review for the show on iTunes and tune in next week for another great guest. Have a great Monday. Bye everyone. Awesome. Bye guys. Thank you. All right, everyone, it's time for our second small business highlight. You know, this is a hard time for so many small local businesses. And now more than ever, they need our support. And one of my favorite places to hang out is Belding Cafe in Bellevue. Now, during normal times, I have most of my meetings outside of the office there. I do work there. I love to walk there with a friend and sit and enjoy their amazing coffee and food. But one of the reasons I love Belden so much is that they set themselves apart from other coffee shops by being incredibly community focused. The owner Claire has very intentionally partnered with several nonprofits. She creates special drinks for them and gives a portion of the proceeds to them. She promotes them on social media. She often donates pastries and financially to other nonprofits in the area. And recently she actually started partnering with a local flower farmer whose business essentially stopped due to COVID-19. So Claire started bringing in the farmer's flowers and selling them on Fridays and Saturdays. They are so beautiful. She's selling out most weeks. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do during this quarantine is just go grab some flowers for loved ones and have a killer cup of coffee. Now I know in Seattle, you have choices when it comes to coffee, but please go give Belden a shot. You will not be disappointed. They're doing online ordering and curbside pickup right now. And I just know, you know, from the beautiful relaxed vibe in the store, to the homemade nut milks and avocado toast. I know you'll love it. Just go check them out at buildingcafe.com and swing by for an awesome cup of coffee and just a great community experience. Again, that's buildingcafe.com.